Podcasting from their dining room table in Long Beach, California, it's The Stonebirds with Dave Stone and Katie Strandberg. Get it? Advice and encouragement from two goofballs who can barely run their own lives. Call now at 562-548-2012 to be a part of the show. Now welcome the Stonebirds. Let it snow. Oh, I didn't hear you, Cecil. Let it snow. Oh, uh-huh. Cecil, are you excited uh-huh. for Christmas? I am. I love your PBR garland. Thank you. The PBR cans uh-huh. are. I made it myself. Hey, Charlie Charles. likes it too. Charlie. Yeah, I was a little boy in Georgia. We didn't have snow too much in the winter. Oh. So we go to a construction site and roll around in the fiberglass insulation. Make it feel like snow on the ground. I'm sorry. You would roll around in that pink stuff? Uh-huh, yeah, it was pink. We, we Did just, you think snow was pink? It was pink? No, it was the closest thing we had, though, so we just overlooked the fact that the snow was pink. You know what? Uh-huh. Good. Like At least you got to play, like you know? around in cotton candy. <laughs> uh-huh. Wait. Cecil, you didn't eat... Did you eat well, that? Well, sometimes. I'm okay. What do you mean sometimes? That was a long time ago. I can't remember. Oh, Lord. I would love to meet your mom one day. Bless your heart. Ooh, yes. Here we go. How about you, boo? Oh. Little, uh. So excited. Little low straight jackets for you there. Oh, man. So, little surf guitar Christmas. I love it. That's good stuff right there. Happy. Bring it out home. December. There we go. First. Holy crap. Yeah. It's upon us. My yes. season. December is here. 1st. I mean, everyone's season, but I love Christmas. And I know a lot of people say that, but like, they don't understand the gift giving that goes into my head. This is it, baby. This is your time I started planning in July gifts. Now, (laughs) just so people uh, don't think that you're uh, bullshitting or speaking uh, with too much hyperbole, Mm -hmm. uh, that is true. You, (laughs) You Christmas shop year round. I do. I've seen you... I've seen things come in from Amazon in March. Yeah. And I'm like, what's this? And you're like, Christmas? Yeah. I'm like, that's a long way away. I know, but we're here. You love it so much. I do. I'm so happy. And this year especially, we have to just blow it out. I was about to say blow it out our ass. (laughs) Blow it out your ass, Santa Claus. That's one of my favorite hymns. (laughs) Hymns. So, so far, Boo, we got two trees. Yeah, we got two trees. One is blue uh-huh. for our Hanukkah brothers and sisters. Okay. And then we have a regular tree that I purchased today on the way home. I didn't know uh, blue was symbolic of the Jewish faith. Yeah, I guess. Like, Well, Hanukkah is uh-huh. like blue and gold. Really? But I really only know that from Target. <laughs> <laughs> So we have two, uh, you say that like there's going to be more. Yeah, we have one more coming, a hot pink one. Because Are you serious? We're going to have three Christmas trees? Well, just three in the front room. And oh. then we have, 
one in the kitchen, mm-hmm. one in the bathroom, one in the bedroom, and I'm still thinking of laundry room because I want it to be Christmassy, but we'll see. Three in the living room and one in the stink. Ew. <clears throat> I don't know. That one didn't work About too well. Oh, <laughs> uh, but this is a, this is a one bedroom apartment. Right? I know. Isn't that great? You just you really it's you're a big apartment. It. Yeah. Well, I mean it's 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 adequate size, but um, okay. Hey, you know what? I'm not here to stand in your way. Thank you. You want to you want to really go for it? Do not what do, do I not care? put a bushel over my sunshine. That's right. Or oh. lamp or whatever the yeah, whatever that is, is it a lamp? Whatever. This little light of mine. I'm gonna bushel it up. Yeah, yeah. there it is. <laughs> Three but, for a dollar. Boo, you know how excited you are about chili, mm-hmm. fried chicken. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all food. <laughs> Ribs. No. Brisket. Cooking utensils that are nice. <laughs> Hamburgers. <laughs> you know, these are things that you like. Imagine all of that in a month. And that's how I feel. I just feel like this Yeah, today is feels it. like the kickoff of the season. December 1st when we're recording this. Um, it's hard for me to get in the spirit in November. I get it. But like once that calendar hits December, it, it just it feels feels like game on. Well, and I respect that. Uh-huh. I didn't start in November. Yeah. Um, that was hard. I don't really like Thanksgiving decor cuz it's brown and gross. And you, I'm sorry. <laughs> I <laughs> You wanted to start the day after Halloween. I did. Uh-huh. November uh, 1st, Christmas. Yeah. That's when you wanted to start. Well, and I'm concerned because I want to do outdoor decorations, but I fear they will get stolen. Mm-hmm. But don't worry. We're going to figure it out. And that window is going to be lit. We have a front window facing the street. Yeah, we got a really big uh, front window. It almost feels like a store storefront window. Yeah. yeah. So uh, there's a lot of uh, decorating opportunities there for you. I just, I mean, I'm already on it. Um, I don't want to go too crazy. I was looking up disco Christmas, neon Christmas, uh, traditional, because I know you like traditional. Uh-huh. Um, Country, yeah, that's something. Uh-huh. But I want bright. I want fun. I want Las Vegas okay. Christmas edition so, in the eighties. So the decorations, <laughs> Christmas is not enough of a theme. They have to. We have to have more of a specific theme. Yeah, uh, didn't your family always have specific themes? No, the theme was Christmas. So yeah, but there's there's retro Christmas. Uh-huh. There's there's your classic Christmas. You know, you want to get out the nativity, mm-hmm. or you want your nativity rocking and rolling mm-hmm. from Rite Aid, where you press you press a button and it's Jingle Bell Rock and Jesus is swinging. Hmm. Maybe have like a what if we had a nativity scene where uh, the wise men and everybody they were all like kiss. I'm into that. Or maybe the Beatles. Listen, if you get excited about it, Uh I'm into it. Maybe little Paul could be baby Jesus. Are you excited for Christmas? Playing guitar. Uh, Oh, I'm always excited for Christmas. Yeah, I'm. uh, I'm still recuperating from Thanksgiving. Oh crap! You made yeah a feast. Yeah, it was. We. we, we, I. I thought I went small this year just because, (laughs) uh, but but it, it turned out to be pretty substantial. It was one of the best meals I've ever had. And the toughest critics, which is our, whatever, my dad and nephews, mm-hmm. who are the, they're, they're tough. They're tough to please. Are they? They mm-hmm. always, they always eat my food. <laughs> All right, dad. Uh-huh. My dad's tough to please. Yeah. And he said, it was the best, oh, it's the best meal I've ever had. 
Oh, I enjoyed it. And your walls are green. He thought yeah. the green walls were a big hit. Yeah, this was the first time your dad had uh, visited us here at the new place. Yeah. and uh, Or not the new place, but, you know, newer. We've been here almost a year. I still call it the new place. Um, but, yeah, he seemed, he seemed pretty impressed. Yes. I don't know if he thought, uh, you know, I don't know. I think in the back of his mind, he was like, well, my daughter's fiance used to live in a van. There's no telling where he's got her shacked up now. But, uh, you know, no, I just feel like the, the he had weird expectations because of my van-dwelling past. I don't so think I, it's you. I think it's my last apartment, which was the size of a shoebox yeah, and no. had the same carpeting from 1970. Yeah. A lot of stains. But, yeah, a lot that, of stains. we had fun. Uh, originally, it was going to be just the two of us because I, I said <laughs> I wasn't going over there. Which I get, uh, and um, I respect it. Um, but we compromised. And uh, you kind of enforce the rule of, all right, if you, if everybody goes and gets tested, then anybody who passes a test is welcome to come over here. Or negative on a test. Yeah. Actually, we don't want the pass. Yeah. Oh, we want God. the negative. Okay. We want the test to be negative. You yeah. don't have it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, that confused me. But um, yeah, so but- yeah, they, they all came over here, uh, your dad, your two nephews, and uh, yeah, we, we had a good old time. It was so much fun. I was just beaming. It was just my favorite people under a roof, minus Liz and Lou, and I just feel like, oh, I was just on, on cloud nine. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, you, you were you I had a blouse. Fun. Yeah, you wore a blouse. I wore a blouse, like yeah. a Nana. <laughs> you cooked up a dream, by the way. Oh, do you still have the sweet potato, the mashed sweet potatoes? We do. Oh, damn, I'm pumped. Yeah. Guys, he did the mashed sweet potatoes with the mushroom, uh, mushrooms on top. <laughs> marshmallows on top. Uh-huh. And then I made a nice uh, steak with grilled marshmallows <laughs> on top of that. Uh, no. Yeah, I made the uh, mashed sweet potato uh, and uh, mixed it all up with a little uh, real maple syrup, a lot of butter. Oh. Some brown sugar, some cinnamon, uh, and then threw all that in a baking dish and topped it with uh, uh, marshmallows and then uh, baked it a little bit more to kind of brown that up. So, yeah, had the uh, mashed sweet potato. Um, what else we have? I had hash brown casserole. Oh. Oh, boy, that hash brown Do casserole. Do you have that in your cookbook? Yeah, that's in okay, volume good. one. Volume oh, one man. of uh, my kitchen survival guide. I don't want to pat myself on the dick, but that's one of the best side dishes, that hash brown casserole. It's just, it's real easy. I'm not going to give the whole recipe, but yeah, uh, anybody wants to do it, just a, a nice, ba- about a one pound bag of frozen shredded hash browns. It has to be frozen. Yeah. Well, and then you thaw that out and uh, <laughs> throw it in a bowl, mix it with some uh, cream of chicken or cream of mushroom soup. Ooh. And uh, what else? I put some uh, grilled onions, some sauteed onions, a little sauteed garlic. A uh, little salt, pepper, smoked paprika, a little Cajun seasoning, and then uh, a sour cream, and Ooh. then uh, some shredded cheese, and you mix all that up together. Throw it in a pan, uh, cook it for about forty minutes at three fifty, and then pull it out, and then top it with more cheese. Yeah, that and was. And then throw it back in for another ten minutes, and oh boy, it was so good. Oh boy, did you make that one up? Uh, that's an old family recipe. Yeah, that's Aww. that's. Uh, that origi- originally was my mom's, but I have tweaked it. I have, uh, need I, I, I'm reluctant to say I've improved upon you punched, it. You punched I, it I up. punched it up. I punched it up. But yeah, that's one my mom's been making for years. I don't know where she got it, but um, yeah, I punched it up and kind of made it my own. 
So we did that. Uh, we had uh, collard greens. Oh, that I. Uh, that Not I, a lot of people ate. Yeah, yeah. The, it's hard to it's hard to sell the greens. Yeah, especially to non-southerners uh, mm-hmm. in the South. I mean, collard greens are abundant, and everybody loves them. But uh, I could tell your nephew's like, "What the hell is this shit?" So, but that's fine. Hey, at least I offered something green. In Georgia, we don't have that's green beans. We just ate the weeds <laughs> off the side of the road. <laughs> and, uh, what else? Oh, I wanted to do my. Uh, I make a very good uh, sausage and cornbread dressing, but you had a request. I did, and uh, you wanted to go with the traditional stovetop, which is one of the best. I mean, and I gotta say, it turned out pretty good. Yeah, I told you. Uh, I turned my nose up at uh, stovetop stuffing, but uh, here's the secret: anybody wants to get into that stovetop, and first of all, easiest thing in the world to make. Yeah, you literally wonderful. just boil a couple of cups of water and then throw all the contents into it and stir it up for a minute, and boom, you've got it. Because they, uh, the 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 water. Um, the breading, the the the, the stuffing, the topping, whatever, <laughs> the, the old shitty bread that they cube up, uh, that absorbs the water and turns it into uh, stuffing or dressing. Yeah, I'm sure it's going to give me a third eye somewhere, but I am, oh, I love it. But instead of water, I did uh, chicken stock. So That's why yeah. it was different. Yeah. Better? Way better. Okay, thank you. Oh, sorry. <laughs> different can sometimes. Different was a yeah. little. Um, oh, that's I thought, wonderful. I thought was, yeah, any recipe that... Has anything to do with water? Like, especially if we're talking like savory dishes, always replace that with chicken stock or vegetable stock. Either. Except if you're making cookies or baked goods. Yeah, yeah. You don't want chicken Unless stock. Unless you want kind of both. Why not? Chicken stock in your Savory cake. and sweet. Um, so we did that. Uh, what, else, what am I missing? Um, there's one other Pumpkin side. Pumpkin effing pie. Okay, so we had the which sides. I ate okay. A lot of. Yeah, the pumpkin pie. <clears throat> oh, I guess, yeah, and the, the turkey and the gravy. So yeah, turkey. Uh, we went with the turkey breast. Yep. Bought like a six pound turkey breast because uh, I thought it was just going to be the two of us, but it still <laughs> turned out to be enough for everybody. Rather than doing the whole bird, just did the turkey breast, but not the uh, not the processed turkey breast. This was the the butchered uh, turkey that they have in the in the uh, in the. I'm not thinking clear it's okay. today. In, the refrigerating the, the butcher the counter. The butcher counter. Yeah, yeah, not not like you know what I mean. Not the process one, but just uh, you know they they broke down and butchered a, a whole turkey in the back there at the grocery store, and then uh, the uh, breast was still on the rib bone, and mm. it was so, yeah, delish. Made that, made some uh, gravy out of the drippings, and then all those sides, and boy, we had a good time. It was so much fun, and can I say? Mm-hmm. My dad knows when to leave. Yeah. Oh, boy. Wow. It was, I was very impressed. It was that perfect window of you've, like, we, we, we accomplished what we set out to accomplish. Yep. But nobody overstayed their welcome. Nope. Uh, they were in and out in two and a half hours. Yeah. Got here at three, left at 530. Boom. Beautiful. And they got to see our apartment. We, oh, it was just, I'm really happy about it. <laughs> I had a good time. I had a good time, boo. The Thank ti- you. The timing was great because I can remember as a kid, uh, we would go over to my grandmother's house and it felt like on, on Christmas and on Thanksgiving, it felt like sometimes six or seven hours. I remember getting there at like mm. noon and then sometimes we wouldn't leave till six or seven. It was just an all day thing. And it's not like one of those things where I get it if you're driving hours to see your family that you only see once a year or whatever. We lived 20 minutes away, <laughs> but yet we still spent six or seven hours. And, that, you know, especially Are you as a serious? Kid, I, I mean, I might be exaggerating, but I remember it being a long, full day. 
uh, all the major holidays oh. were just, it was a full day where this was perfect. Yeah, Especially was- us hosting. We didn't have to drive anywhere. I know. You know, mm. it was perfect. It really was. Two and a half hours. Hey, let's all eat. Let's shoot the shit. How you doing? Get the hell out. It was great. <laughs> well, and it was, I loved it because when dad, I could tell he was itching to go because uh-huh. I could tell his anxiety. It was about to be dark. That's very bad. Don't want to drive in the dark. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of, you know, he hasn't been out of the house in a while because quarantine and his broken hip. Uh, yeah. So I could tell, and I just gave him an out. And I was like, Dad, did you need to get home? And he's like, yeah, I should probably go right now. (laughs) (laughs) And he did it in a singing voice. But, yeah, it was so fun. And we set the atmosphere. Oh, yes. Had the football on, but on mute. And uh, I made a nice Thanksgiving playlist. Just some stuff that I thought maybe he would like to. Just some classic rock. Your dad. Your dad's 79 years old, but he's got decent taste in music. He loved that playlist. That he kept saying that in the yeah. green walls. Very impressed. A lot, uh, lot of Rolling Stones, a lot of CCR. Um, threw in a little old country, some Johnny Cash, some Waylon Willie, some Hank Williams. Uh, but yeah, got several compliments on the playlist. And um, I don't know. I think that's important, too. Like Obviously, I'm biased because I love music. I, I want to play music 24-7 in the house, but there's nothing worse in my... Thanksgiving, Christmas, these are supposed to be family-oriented, communal holidays, and there's nothing worse than going over on Christmas morning to someone's house, I'm not going to say who, and then the whole day they've just got storage wars just blasting on the TV, and I'm like, boy, this is very festive. To be fair, Uh it was rush hour two. Yeah. And also a switch between rush hour two that was on TNT, so commercial (laughs) breaks, and... I believe at one of the Born Identities. Yeah. The Born Identity is always playing at my dad's house. Yeah, he's that, a big fan. The Hitler documentaries and Storage Wars. Those are the three. But even I remember like when I was a kid going over to my grandparents' house, uh, it was the opposite. There was nothing. No music, no TV. <laughs> just so it was just every, sitting in silence. Awkward silence. So had the football on, we could see it, put it on mute, get the playlist going. Not you know, not too loud. You know, I wasn't trying to blast anybody out, but just it was there. And it just, uh, it really helped with the uh, atmosphere, I thought. Oh, it did. Made it, made it really chill. It was very chill. Jack, oh, poor Jack has a broken leg. Oh, yeah. everyone's fallen in that house. <laughs> but um, he was just propped up here in your chair with his huge black cast. That's a, like, he's six foot, so that was like a three foot cast. Yeah. Four I think foot. he's taller than that now. He's, he's growing like a weed. But yeah, it was just so fun. Thank you for letting them come. Of course, let. Thank you, master. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was a good time. That was so good. And now we we shift our focus to Christmas. Oh, the best time of the year. What can what what can we expect in the in the coming weeks here, Boo? In terms of like when you go full on Christmas. All right, Ooh. we got we got the decorations started here. But like, I mean, is it are we going to be watching a ton of Christmas movies? Oh yes. Well, remember when you went on your horror movie kick and uh-huh. I said, Christmas time. Okay. We're doing that. Cool. Yeah. I'm excited. I already got the Christmas tunes. Good. I got a new, uh, that, that what we just opened with, uh, got the new Low Straight Jackets uh, Christmas album on vinyl. Not the new one. It's a couple years old, but it's 27 classic Christmas songs set to surf guitar. Uh, I dug out my Willie Nelson Christmas album. Ooh. I dug out my Johnny Cash Christmas album. Ooh. I dug out my Elvis Christmas album. Ooh. So, going to be rocking some Christmas tunes for the next month. 
I've been rocking. I've been rocking some tunes. Yeah, you've been you've been rocking tunes. What do you mean? <laughs> okay, well, I'm not as fancy as you. Uh huh. By the way, the playlist, all the things you've been playing for uh-huh. Christmas time today. Uh huh. Delightful. Yeah. Everything's wonderful. Love it all. Now, Apple iTunes uh-huh. is a little deceiving. As a prescribed member, wait, subscribe, subscribed <laughs> member. I get weekly updates uh-huh. of Katie Friendly Music. And one of the titles of my playlist was, it was like, Fun Holiday Cheer. Uh-huh. And I thought it would be really fun to take that playlist and play it for my client when we were working out, doing Today? a high-intensity interval training. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Do you have that song? I do. What um, song did you blast? Well, I didn't really look, you know, me in details. I didn't really look at the, uh, you know, title uh-huh. and or uh, genre, but I knew it was going to be Christmassy. And so I don't really remember the, oh, you have it right oh, there. Oh, this oh, one. Boy. This is what you play uh, yeah, for your client? I- <laughs> Ding dong, merrily on high. The choir of King's <laughs> College, Cambridge, and Steve. You played this during a workout? <laughs> yeah. A high-intensity interval workout where she was about to, like, like, really get into it. I could tell. She was like, yes, this set. And then... Yeah, this makes me want to sweat. <laughs> you played this during your client's workout. Yep. <laughs> and then I stopped it, but she was like, it's okay. But is that church music? And I was like, no, it's okay. I'm going to... So then I just went back to... Classic pop hits because. Oh, good ooh. lord. Don't let Katie play DJ. You know what? I'm sorry. I don't have like the surfer guitar mix. Mm-hmm. That's funny though. <laughs> I would have liked to see her face. <laughs> I just started laughing. Oh, boy. Uh, Trainer of the year, everybody. What else can, uh, been going on this week, Boo? You, uh, you've been busy as hell with your uh, training. Oh, my gosh. You're, you're up there about four days a week now. Yeah. Right? yeah. I'm, I'm working my little patookas off. Boo, you're getting, you're getting jacked. Thank you so much. I noticed today you've got, uh, you've got um, I was confused, the lats and the uh, traps. You're getting some traps. Yeah. The shoulder, neck muscles. That's right. I'm yeah. not going to have a neck anymore, and I'm excited about it. You're, you're looking like Bill Goldberg. I don't know who that is. Probably not gonna get that reference, but uh, it's a compliment to your traps because the dude he was he was built like a brick house. But yeah, was he large? No, he was a big. He's a wrestler, big muscly guy. He had these huge, huge traps. I don't want huge traps. I'm just saying. But but you can tell. You can tell that you know there's some growth there. You're uh, you're getting big. Really filling out. Yeah, you're filling out. Yeah, (laughs) I'm bulking up, boo. (laughs) You're like a teenage high school football player. <laughs> You're really packing on the muscle there, Todd. <laughs> Thanks, coach. Oh, I have a cousin, Todd. He's oh, yeah? a drug dealer. Oh, okay. He is. Was. Hmm. Unclear where he we'll is. We'll say was. Okay. We'll, we'll go with was, was. Give him the benefit of the doubt. Probably, yeah. But yeah, so uh, you've been up there, uh, up there, meaning uh, just traveling back and forth to Pasadena. Yep. Oh uh, man, the Rose Bowl. I think I could live there. Yeah, Pasadena. I love the Rose Bowl. Yeah. Oh, you could live in the Rose Bowl. In it area, wherever there's an aquatic center, mm-hmm. I think that'd be fun. Also, they have elderly water aerobics, Ooh. and I was thinking I could maybe ask if I could be in it. Yeah. I want to do water aerobics with elderly people in Pasadena. That's right up your alley. I know. 
I mean, I think there is an age. You have to be a certain age, but mm-hmm. maybe I could pass as yeah. like a 60. Yeah. A young 60. <laughs> but, um. but you've been, listen, I love you, boo. Oh, thanks. And, and, and that's it. No. Uh-huh. I feel like there's a but coming. I'm, Okay. I love your entertainment. Uh-huh. I think it's great. I think you get excited about certain My things. Entertainment. What do you mean? Well, I'm just confused about the watching animals on silent. Oh, dude. With the music. Oh, I, dude. Can you walk me through that? I. Well, I found. Am a I new, missing something? What, what do you mean? What do you miss? Like, like you don't why understand don't you want to hear the narrator? Usually, they have a British accent. Uh-huh. You're learning about the animals. Wolves. Good. That's David Attenborough on planet Earth. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wolves. <laughs> he sets it up somehow. I forgot who he's talking about. He's segueing from one animal to the next, but he's whoever animal he's currently talking about, he goes, but then they have to worry about the number one natural predator. Wolves. I remember when you kept rewinding that. <laughs> you kept rewinding it and listening to Wolves. Oh, I love I have a great impression of him. Ready? Wolves. That's pretty good. Yep. Um, no, I I love uh I love you know me. I'm a rock and roller. Yeah. I, I love to rock out. You really do. I rock out as much as I possibly can. Um so I one of my favorite things is to is to uh, put on a record or whatever. Um and uh Really rock out and then put on a uh, a uh, nature doc on mute, and even if it doesn't sync up, it's still amazing. But most of the, not most time, a lot of the times, um, and it might be one of those things where whatever that whatever that uh, syndrome or, or technique of like when you see things in the clouds. Oh yeah yeah yeah. You know, where you kind of manifest things that maybe not. Aren't there? Yes. Maybe, maybe not. Aren't there? Uh, I feel like the same thing can happen um, with the muted docs and, and the music. Uh, oftentimes, things will sync up, and it's just so rad. So that is true. Okay. I, I, I watched this one. Um, it's on Amazon Prime, and I've watched it twice, both times on mute, so I don't really know what the hell it's about. <laughs> <laughs> I need to go back and watch it, uh, not on mute. But it's called Seasons, and I'm, I'm serious. If you guys have Amazon Prime, this is the craziest nature doc I've ever seen. And again, I, I don't know what it's about, <laughs> but like they're, it's shot like a movie. Like it looks like CGI. Oh, yes, the horses. Yes, there's saw, a scene I got a glimpse. Where it was amazing. I, and, and I think it's all, uh, it's all the wildlife from the UK. I think it's all in Scotland and Ireland and England. It's all the wildlife that's over there. Um, but there's a, one scene where this pack of wolves, wolves, wolves. is uh, chasing and hunting a pack of, or not a pack, I guess a herd of wild horses. Holy crap balls. Wolves are chasing horses. And like some of the shots, I'm serious, it looks like Lord of the Rings. Like it looks CGI. Like like it looks like, like there's no way. How did they get that shot? Like it, it feels like they're on a motorcycle riding, riding alongside this pack of wolves. Like some of the cinematography is just insane. And there's so many other crazy things. But yeah, that mixed with a little rock and roll, mixed with a little marijuana. Oh boy, that's a good evening. Wow. So yeah, that's what I've been doing to pass the time. Well, good. Yeah. I'm proud of you. Yeah. Having I fun. understand it now. Yeah. I under thank you for walking walking it through. Yeah. Walking it through. Yeah. Wow. We are having a hard time with words that's, today. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> 
had too many Red Bulls. Ooh, boy. We've also been uh, watching a lot of true crime docs. We oh. just uh, we just finished that, um, uh, what's her name? K- uh, not Casey Anthony. Lacey uh, Peterson. Lacey Peterson. Scott oh, and poor Lacey. girl. Um, <laughs> but I think poor baby. I think we've been watching too much true crime because uh, the other night we went into a, a really detailed discussion. Uh, and I think this is a great idea, all right? Now, I'm not trying to be morbid or dark. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I don't like being dark for the sake of it. You know, I'm not a 22-year-old edgy alt-comic. Um, <laughs> but I think this would be fun. <laughs> and listeners can give us their two cents if they think this is a good idea. Um, and again, I think this is a product of us watching way too much true crime. But in the event that one of us were to die of mm-hmm. natural causes... Okay. All right, let's say inevitably it's probably going to be me first. You come home and I'm just I'm just 86th on the couch with barbecue sauce on my face or something. Is there going to be puke involved? <clears throat> that's probably. always that's always a lot to see. But what I'm saying oh. is here's here's the <laughs> okay. game. Here's the game. In the event that one of us dies of natural causes, I think it would be fun if the other covered up the death, oh. meaning you come home one day and <laughs> I'm just dead of an inevitable heart attack. It's too dark. I'm sorry. But <laughs> I think it would be funny and fun and adventurous if you then disposed of my body as if you murdered me. Oh. But, but see what I'm saying? Because but then I you, didn't murder you, though. Exactly. You have the fun and excitement of disposing of a body. But without the guilt of murder. And even if you get caught, you're like, hey, I do your little forensic whatever. You can tell I didn't kill him. It's just a little, and maybe I'll write it in the will. Maybe I'll have, you know, that way if you do get caught disposing of my body, that, you know, we have evidence that this was all a prank. Like, no, he's really dead, and I'm really, <laughs> I'm really disposing of his body, I- but, it's, but it's fun. Um. I'm just concerned because uh-huh. you seem really excited about this. I just think that would be like I. <laughs> you want to dispose of a body? Uh, yeah, without and me, without my the, body, without the consequences. No, or, or reverse. All right, I, I, I'm not going to put the pressure on you. See, okay? I thought you were talking about slowly killing me, no, and no, no, I was going to no, share with what no. I how I would kill you. No, I don't want to kill you. Fun. I come home one day and you've this this and this is what I always tell you i'm I just you're a klutz, <laughs> you're not very graceful, you're not very coordinated. I always tell you, boo, just don't die a stupid death that's fair, so I come home from from the record store one day, <laughs> and you have uh what'd you do? oh yeah, the other day you were standing on a Ladder, ladder, a makeshift ladder. <laughs> anyway, I come home to find that you have <laughs> you have jingled a couple of uh, coffee tables into a ladder to try to get something off the top shelf of the closet. Boom! You fell and conked your head and died. Now, but rather than calling nine one one and going through the typical protocol, I think it would be fun if I wrapped your body in a tarp, weighted you down, rented a boat, and took you out in the ocean and dropped you off, and then be my little secret. Okay, I'm and with without, you. Without the guilt of knowing that I killed her. Like, okay. I, oh, I love Kate. I would never hurt her, but she died, so let's let's dispose this. But I don't know. I just think oh, it'd be a fun game. I see what you mean. I think it'd be fun. Okay, so here's my thing. I'm going to add to the game. Uh-huh. Okay, I'm going to slowly poison you mm-hmm. for about a year and a half. Okay. Small doses. Cool. A little bit of bleach here uh-huh. and there. Arsenic. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, arsenic. You want to use arsenic if you're going to slowly poison somebody. Okay. It works great. 
Oh, really? And then I'll slowly mentally handicap you into Uh a way where you think that I'm your master. Uh Like a cult leader would make somebody. Anyway, then on Halloween, I will give you a nice little treat. You'll die because that's it. That's the poison. You're done. Mm -hmm. Then I take your body. I put it in the bathtub. I get my little uh, my little saw thing oh, I got Jesus, at Home see. Depot. I cut your feet off first. Oh, Lord. And then I put those in cute little bags. Uh-huh. Like, I have so many handbags I need to get rid of. Yeah. So I'm just going to put them all in bags. Okay. Then I'm going to just tote myself uh-huh. over. Yeah. Ooh, I should just go to the Rose Bowl. No, I guess the ocean. Ocean's the best to get rid of stuff, huh? I that's what I would do. Bearing is plus, good. Plus the proximity here, you know. Oh right, we're by the ocean. Yeah, but there's a lot of ships. It's a harbor. But see, area. you took it. Did, now you're trying to dismember me. <laughs> and see, I couldn't do that to you. I'm, you know, I come home and you've conked your head and died. I'm not going to chop you up. That's too much. I'm saying I would just wrap you up and dispose of your body, and then and then it'd probably be like okay. a media circus. It would be a, a, a not to. I don't want to use real life analogies, but it, it, real tragedies. We're disgusting. But it would be a, it'd be a media circus, and everybody would be like, Dave killed Katie. And I would also, the, the, the added effect of like knowing that, like, ha-ha, you're wrong. Oh. I didn't kill her. I disposed of her body. But I, I'm, I'm, I didn't kill her. So if you guys for thinking I did. Oh, my gosh. And what if, okay, I'm not going to dismember you. Uh-huh. All right. I think I'm going to add to the game of me dead. Okay. So, I'm dead. I come home. I'm dead. You've conked your head. You're dead. So you think. Oh. Then, I gone girl it, buddy. You wrap me up. I'm still alive because, of course, you're going to think I'm dead. Uh Uh-huh. Then, you drop me in the ocean, Uh and then I do a Michelle Pfeiffer What Lies Beneath situation Uh where I haunt the ocean because I'll drown. Is there a D at the end of drown? You will drown in that conjugation. I think there's not. But if you drown, if you did it the day before, you would have drowned. Hmm. Hmm. Anyway, haunt you from the ocean. Come back like Jesus. And You'd then- go with the bit though. <laughs> you you would lie in the tarp alive, but still pretend to be dead. Yeah. Oh. That's what you got to commit. Then I would. Unknowingly, I would have murdered you then oh. if I threw your live body into the ocean. See, Boot, the point of the game, <laughs> it's, it's, it's really simple. It's guilt-free body disposal. That's what I'm talking about. Okay, that's really, I understand. I was mm-hmm. just expanding. Yeah. So the first rule of improv is yes and. Uh-huh. The second is explore and heighten. So okay. I was exploring and heightening. True. You know. Boy. We're all over the place on this one. <laughs> we really are. <laughs> we had a great Thanksgiving, and here's how I'd murder my fiance. Get away with it. We're the Stonebergs. I do have a question. How would you murder me? I, I would never murder you. I okay, wouldn't. come on. But I, can't even, I can't even go there in my slowly mind. Slowly poison. I'm more focused on disposing your body after you died your own uh, self-induced stupid death. I'm not, I would never murder you. Come on. I mean, if I did, it'd be a boat ride out into the ocean and oops, she fell. But I would never do that. That's smart. Mm -hmm. There you go. Use my klutziness. Oh, Mm -hmm. we were just out and Katie. I would. I shouldn't go on boats. 
That scares me. I, I'm serious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry for this is so dark today, but I'm I am <laughs> that is legitimately boo a concern of mine. Is I just I don't want you're gonna hit, get hit by a garbage truck. <laughs> you're gonna fall off a ladder. You're going to get trampled by a horse. I just don't want you to die a stupid death. I want you to live a long time, and then uh, we'll die in a train wreck together or I something. think we should jump off a cliff. Yeah. Thelma and Louise style. That's fine, too. But you are such a klutz, boo, that I, I do. You fucking fell <laughs> two weeks ago. You fainted because your blood sugar was low, and you conked your head in the closet. Remember that? No. You're like, I fell. Oh, that was the, the ladder thing. See, no, I didn't you... fall from the ladder. I fell from low blood sugar, so uh, so fuck you, dude. I guess you showed me. Uh, I thought you were talking about today when I fell with the Christmas tree. Oh, yeah, you fell. So, so what, explain what happened today. I didn't see the curb. Uh-huh. I was holding the tree. It's about a six-foot tree, uh-huh. and it was surprisingly light. Uh-huh. Anyway, uh, was walking up the curb, misstepped. Oh, Lord. Face first oh. into the tree onto the ground. Mm. And these two moving guys that were moving neighbors in were like, are you okay? And I was like, I'm fine. This happens all the time. You are klutz, boo. I know. But I think it adds charm. Don't you think? It adds sure. charm to me. Sure. Being a klutz. <laughs> it is charming. Charming. <laughs> oh, good Lord. What the hell are we talking about? Murdering each other. <laughs> Quarantine's going great. That's Katie Strandberg. I'm Dave Stone. <laughs> we, we are the Stonebergs. 562-548-2012. In that order. There you go. Because if you put it in different uh-huh. order, it's not going to be that number. You're going to get Boom. somebody else. You really are. Uh, should we take some calls, Boo? Yes, let's do let's this. Let's get into it. Let's see what we got on the queue here. Yes. Hi, Dave and Katie. My name is Kayla. I'm from Colorado called in once before. Um, I'm calling in because I wanted to say how proud I am of Katie. She seems to uh, be doing really well with her codependency. I recently have figured out that I, too, am a codependent. Um, I'm working with my therapist on it, which is good. But um, I just am looking for, for tips from one codependent to another. And even Dave, you can chime in on you know, things Katie's doing, doing the, um, kind of make things better. But yeah, I'm super proud, super proud of Katie. I think that's, that's awesome. Um, trying to take steps to be a little better. So, uh, thanks for the show, guys. Bye. Kayla. Kayla, you she's, sweet baby angel. Thank you. So she's a codependent. Yes. And now when someone's a codependent, what, Actions are they taking when they're doing better at that? Okay, so this is a very tricky thing that I was very confused by, but I'm sure Kayla is a sharp cookie and she'll get it. Okay, Kayla, thank you, by the way. That was the nicest compliment. I almost cried. Thank you. Uh, It's a lot of work, dude. Okay, so there's a number of things you could do, but codependency is when you're, from my perspective, it's when you're addicted to consuming like relationships that consume your life so you can deflect from your own life. And usually it's you do things so you can say to somebody, well, I did this for you. Why you expect a lot. Okay. You're not just giving to give you're giving to a seem like a savior and then B to have that come back to you. 
Does that make sense? Kind of. Okay. For example, I was completely codependent on my coworkers when I worked at that restaurant uh-huh. where we met. Yep. I would call every morning. I would check in with at least three coworkers to make sure that they got home safely and were okay. Every morning you'd call three About, different people? Yeah, I would. Every and, morning. And to the point where I would be late to work. Like, it affected me. And I would check in with my mom and dad. Like, I, I definitely... I, I had to check in with people. So what is that psychology? Why the need to check in with people like that? Is it, is it like micromanaging? Like, oh, I have to be a part of their life every day. I have to, it keeps me connected to them. Or you, it genuinely, I'm anxious that you may not have gotten home safely. Like, what, what is have, that? I have to be, in that moment, I think it was, I have to be connected. Like, so I'm going to, and I was worried. Mm-hmm. I was. I felt like a a mom of like <laughs> a family of alcoholics. Uh-huh. It was just it 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 was on me to make sure everyone was okay and happy. And that is like my codependent. So that was your role in, yes. in the in the group of friends. You yes. you were kind of the motherly. I'm gonna check in, make sure everybody's okay. And it's great because uh-huh. you get so close with people. It's enmeshment, right? Uh-huh. So then you're picking up your boss in the morning who got drunk the night before with you. And that's a boundary that shouldn't Mm -hmm. be crossed, but there are no boundaries. There's, it's just like, okay, you're a part of my life. Yay. Here's the whole, whole thing. Here's the whole Katie. So, okay. I get that in the context of friends, uh, in, in our context, for example, what would be an example of you being too codependent in this relationship because my knee jerk reaction is to think that like, if you're living together, if you're engaged or married or whatever, like I, I guess I would kind of expect us both to be codependent. You yes. know what I mean? Yes. So what would be like, I understand what, what would be saying. a negative, like you're too codependent in a, uh, in a, in a relationship where you live together. I think it would be an example would be like we would never leave each other's sides. Okay. We were, I was obsessed with everything you were obsessed with. You never went out and did your own thing. I never, yes. I didn't have a separate life from you. Gotcha. And usually codependents kind of give up. And they don't know much about themselves. I remember one of my exercises from actually a good therapist. I forget where she went. Anyway, uh, she asked me to write a list of things that that about myself like I'm the and it was based on Lena Dunham's book I'm that kind of girl and it was that was a writing prompt so it was I'm the kind of girl that blank okay and I remember I had 20 I had to do 20 of those and it was the hardest thing ever like I didn't have I was like and I didn't I couldn't talk about any other person mm-hmm. so for example, if I did that now, it'd be like, I'm the kind of girl that loves Christmas. I'm the kind of girl that plans your birthday gifts six months in advance. You know, that kind of thing. But I I didn't really know myself. And that's why when I was in the hospital for 17 days, I know, guys, it's it's amazing. Anyway, I was. And if, you, if you're just listening, that's kind of how I pivoted and changed my point of view in life. Uh, oh. You all right? Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> but once once that happened, I was I was in basically codependent boot camp. Uh-huh. I was isolated 
in a room in New Orleans by myself for 17 days. And I think it's the first time in years that I felt stillness, weirdly. I was in so much pain. I was alone, but I was I was fine. And it was it was like, oh, this is what liking yourself is. This is what finding out, okay, there is there is peace in the stillness. There is, I don't know. I, I always just assumed you had to be around other people or give something. Because I would feel good if I gave gifts and stuff. Yeah. But this kind of solitude in a way. Mm-hmm. I mean, it it changed my life. Interesting. Yeah, I've never really had a grasp on codependency and exactly what it means and exactly what the um, symptoms are. But uh, that that clears it up. That that I feel like I well, Caleb, it's not symptoms. I mean, yeah, not are say, wired not like a negative differently. Thing. But you, of course, you aren't because you're a lone wolf. Uh-huh. I, of course, fell in love with the most independent human ever. So, Kayla, I don't know if you're in a relationship or if you know lone wolf people like a Dave Stone, but I just picked his brain. I remember him in the beginning of our relationship saying, oh, uh, I'd really like to go, but I just don't want to or something. Uh-huh. And I, you were joking, but I said, wow, you really are selective on where you put your time. Yeah. Because when I get asked somewhere, it's like, yes, okay, I'm always going. I will go. I will people please. I will book for things. I'll be late to things because I want to be seen, uh-huh. Be you know, like make sure everyone's here. I, I don't know. But when I heard that, I remember being like, oh, I can be more, uh, I don't know, selfish with my time. Yeah, that, and that's exactly how I've always been. Uh, maybe not always, but and I know that's not necessarily a positive. But um, time is our most valuable commodity, and each passing second is a second we're not going to get back. So I, uh, I I've talked before about like I keep my circle small, but like, and I know it's selfish, but I'm just not going to spend a lot of time doing something I don't want to do. And the only caveat is if it makes you happy. I'll do something I don't want to do to make you happy because I I put your happiness really honestly before my own. I know that sounds like a humble brag, but I want you to be happy. So I will I will concede and compromise uh, my time when it comes to you. Almost anybody else, eh. More. <laughs> Not that I don't do nice things or I don't care about other people, but like if I don't feel if I if I get invited to a thing and I'm like I could go to that thing with these people I kind of like or kind or I could stay home with my boo, I'm gonna stay home with my boo. And I know you can't. I know that's not healthy. You can't just quit socializing with other people. I'm just saying. I yeah. I've always been stingy with my time, and um, just because time's so valuable to me. Well, and I think you know how to use your time wisely to fill up your cup, if you will, Mm -hmm. like your soul cup. Like you love documentaries. You love music. You know artistically what you need to kind of I'm never bored. You're never bored. If I have free time, I'm going to figure out how to spend it in a a, uh, meaningful or at least uh, enjoyable way for myself. Yes. And that is amazing. And Kayla, just so you know... That is kind of the work of a codependent. And 
guess what? You're allowed to say no. And that could be a complete sentence. Uh-huh. That's what they say in Codependence Anonymous. Yeah, I don't have to explain to everybody no. why. Just and no. you could just say no. No and should th- be enough. Yeah. And if they're your good friends and they understand you, okay, they'll be like, all right, gotcha. Mm-hmm. I would always leave like, I can't go because I, I'm going to be coming from the 91 freeway. to Like I would leave paragraphs yeah. of excuses and I would feel so bad and continually say I'm sorry. But then you're teaching people how to treat you. And, and in, in, your, in my codependent head, I was thinking, oh, well, this is what everyone should do. And no, it's not. And, and I learned that, and this is such a codependent thing to say, but uh, I learned that loving people truly is opening yourself up and just being you. And I'm enough. I don't have to buy a bunch of gifts. I don't have to make it to every single birthday or christening or whatever. And if these people who are in my close circle know me and they fill my soul cup up, then how great. I don't need the extra. Mm-hmm. The extra noise, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. But yeah. Kayla, I think, and I think it's easy for guys. I really do. I think guys, I don't know if there's a lot of codependent guys. I'm I'm not trying to generalize. But you as guys, it's like, be your own man, do your own thing, learn about stuff. And girls are like, okay, make things, you know, set a table, learn how to be a rat. Like we're caregivers, basically. Uh We're taught to kind of, that's innately in us. So of course we're like, don't be selfish, put yourself, you know, last, everyone else first, especially if you're rooted in Christianity and all that. Anyway, long story short, I think ladies have to give themselves a break and be like, oh, wait, we were never really taught unless your parents were freaking awesome, which, yay. But we were never really taught to say, wait, what do I want? What What is it that, do I want to have kids? Uh-huh. Wait, do I, what do I like? Did I get to have this time? And if not, then have that time. Well, and I've, I guess it's been easy for me to do this because of what you said, because I'm not naturally codependent but one thing i've always tried to do especially in our relationship is like i tell you a lot i'm um i'm protective i'm not possessive yes i, I never yeah. want to be i never check if i check in with you it's literally just to make sure your well-being you know you're okay did you get to where you need to be <laughs> yeah, but i, I don't <laughs> I, I try not to uh to be possessive of you like where are you going who's going to be there why why didn't you invite me i want you to go out and do your own thing I, I want you to live your life because I fell in love with the woman. Who, I fell in love with a woman who was her own woman uh, separate from me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. we weren't joined at the hip from day one. When I met you. We I had, wanted to be. But, you know, does that make sense? I like I, I fell in I love understand. with the, the girl who was doing her own thing and going here and going that and had these projects and this idea and these interests. So I, why would I want to alter that? Like. Uh, if anything, I'm I like being included in your life now, but I don't want to change or alter your life in any way, other than just being here to enjoy the ride with you and being here to support you and and be in your corner. But like, I've never, I don't know what that is. I don't know if that's an old school male thing of like, 
you know, my my wife's got to, you know, she got to check in with me, and I, you know, I got to plan her comings and goings. I've never been that dude. You go, I, and it also it has to do with trust. Mm-hmm. I trust you. Yeah, I would. I'm not yeah. second guessing who you're with. Right. Like, you go do your thing, and and I'll be here when you get home. It's the best. Know? And I get excited. Like, I'm excited to come home to you. And I think if you're in a relationship and you see somebody's car, uh, your partner's car in front of your house that you guys live together in, and you go, oh, that's it. Get away. Yeah. Stop it. Don't do it anymore. <laughs> but in codependency, it's like, no, I'm going to stay in this until the ship sinks and lights on fire hmm. <laughs> underwater. Because I'm not going to let this fail. This relationship I put so much work into has to, it has to work. When in actuality, you're not God. It doesn't have to work. Wow, what, what can I learn from this and move on? Yeah. You know? Yeah, sometimes, yeah, it's like trying to um, crack a hollow nut. Yeah, it's just sometimes you're not, and sometimes it's just not the right time. Sometimes it's just, I don't know. But um, Kayla, also there's reading that you can get, and I don't know if you already have this, and good for you for just crushing it by being the codependent awesome girl you are. Um, Codependent No More. It's a book by Melody Beattie, who's like a codependent. She's like the codependent grandmother. She's in, she started, I don't know, she started Codependent Anonymous. Anyway, the book's really great. It gives tips. It's a little like cheesy at times, but it's helpful. So, Codependent No More. Give it a shot. And the audiobook's really funny because she, <laughs> she narrates and she's just, she's a silly goose. Right on. Thanks for the call, Kayla. Yay, Kayla. Thank you. All right. What do we got next? Hi, Dave and Katie. Uh, name's Red, like the color. Just trucking, trucking long haul over the road here, and uh, and I got I got to say thank you for one. Uh, Dave Dave kind of gave me the inspiration listening on uh, the Boogie Monster there um, when he said about you know he, he stopped and questioned himself and asked himself if he if he wanted to live. The rest of his life without without that person, uh, and and it made me do the same thing. And I realized that I did not want to live without my significant other, and asked her to marry me uh, at Christmas last year. So I want to say thank you for that. And uh, the big question is, is you know, uh, my ex-wife really did a number and really put me through the ringer over for about 15 years you know it uh she liked to try to sabotage the whole the whole family really you know sabotage everything just to make me look bad so she could point her finger and say hey look at how much of a piece of shit he is look how worthless he is you know and uh my lady now she realizes that a rising tide lifts all boats, so it, it it makes a world of difference when you got somebody that really wants to see you succeed and got your back, and because they know they're going to succeed as well. But anyhow, the question is, as I sit and I think back of significant things that happened uh, in my life when I was with my ex-wife, and uh, I don't know, maybe there's still some anger there, but. It, it kind of makes you mad. Well, it kind of makes me mad to think about 
you know, oh, that was a big, important moment in my life, and she's in it. So uh, I guess my question is, is, is that is that normal? You know, is, is there anything like that in your life where you had a big, significant moment, and you're just like, ugh, but I was with this trash fire of a human being, and it just kind of sticks in your crawl or that lowers the significance of the moment. Uh, I don't know. It's one of those things that gets to me every now and then. I think about certain events in my life that were momentous. And it's like, ugh, that asshole was involved with it. Anyhow, again, like I said, thanks for the inspiration. All right, right on, Red. Red? Oh, like the color. Red's a truck driver. Oh, awesome. There's an uh, old country guy who was a truck driver before he was a country singer named Red Simpson. And mm. he sang a bunch of great uh, truck driving songs. Really? Yeah. So this guy's name's Red, and he's a truck driver. Oh, my gosh. Do you think it could be Red Simpson? Uh, this Red sounds a little younger. Gotcha. Plus, I think that Red is dead. Oops. Okay. So, anyway. Red, what's up, buddy? Thanks for calling. Um, where to begin? A lot to unpack yeah. here. Um, first of all, I think this is, now this is just what has worked for me, but <laughs> you got to look forward. Mm-hmm. I take, you know how like you ever been driving at night and there's bright lights, the guy behind you or the driver could be a woman, could be trans, it could be anybody. <laughs> could be anyone. <laughs> I have a tendency to, uh, <laughs> okay. what do you call that? Like a uh, genderize, uh, I say, uh, Hey guys, a lot. Stereotype? No, anyway. You've been driving at night, and there's a vehicle driven by whomever, and uh, they got the bright lights on. And then uh, you can put the little, 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 what do you call the thing on your? High beams? On your rearview mirror. Oh. You can alter it. You can, you know what I mean? You hit the little switch, and it it messes with the (laughs) angle. That's how I live my life. I don't look in my rear view. If there's bright lights back there, the bright lights are the bad memories. Hey, I'm back here. Right. And I'm like, you're, you're impairing my forward vision. So click. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get rid of that. Take your rearview mirror and rip it off. They're oh. red. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Don't look back. Um, and, and that applies to so many things. Um, yes, I'm like anybody else. I, I'm uh, prone to nostalgia from time to time. Yes, and it's fun sometimes to, oh, I remember, remember this experience from 10 years ago or remember this experience from 30 years ago or from my childhood or whatever. I don't see how that does a lot of good, though. Hmm. It's interesting to look in the, in the photo album or the scrapbook every now and then or whip out the high school yearbook every now and then. But it doesn't, to me, it's a lot of empty calories. I'm more focused on the present and the future. Yeah. The past is the past. I can't do anything about it. I can learn from it, possibly. But my point is, and I, I understand what he's asking. I have a specific answer for, has there been something in your past where maybe it was, a, it was hampered? It could have been a good time and hampered by somebody else. Yes. Easy one off the top of my head. From 99, there was, there was a two-year period from 99 to 01, I lived in Athens, Georgia. I uh, didn't go to college there, but I was college age. Mm-hmm. I lived in such, and, and people don't know about Athens, Georgia. It's one of the founding 
um, it's kind of started the whole indie music scene. I'm not going to say it started, but it was a, it was a player in that late '70s, early '80s college rock, indie rock, REM, B52s, Widespread Panic, all these bands that kind of. It's just a cool town. It's a cool music town. University of Georgia is there. So it's nothing but bars and bands and good times. And I lived there during my college age years. And I got to enjoy very fucking little of it because I lived with a goddamn psychopath. Okay? (laughs) So do you understand how... Obviously, there's some passion there. And I haven't really... I don't think I've gone into great detail of my relationship with mm-hmm. that girl. Okay. Together, we were together about a year and a half, spent most of that time in Athens, Georgia. And what should have been an amazing experience, by the way, at that same time, I was the program director of the big rock and roll radio station. Yeah, it was your dream job. Dream job. Dream job. Dream town, dream job, making a little bit of money on the radio every day, picking the music for the station. and and But it was... It was spoiled by the constant turmoil that was my relationship with this girl. So, yes, that's a specific answer. But all these years later, I still am able to... I have fun... In my mind, I've kind of erased a lot of the bad memories. Mm -hmm. So now when I think about my time in Athens, I, I honestly... Think about the good times. And there were some good times when she wasn't around. Yeah. (laughs) But you see what I'm saying? So that's an example of what should have been. But what good does it do to sit around and mentally complain about her? And she spoiled that period of my life. Okay. I I completely completely agree. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go Go ahead. ahead. I think... I do like your rearview mirror uh, example. However, the rearview mirror stays there. You look back, and it's and that's why it's so small. It's that small because that's why the windshield. Yeah, the windshield is huge. Great analogy. And yeah, that's a uh, my sister told me that after her first rehab. Anyway, yes. So window window windshield is huge you look out at that and you have to pay attention you're on a freeway yeah. you have to look for other cars you're getting to a destination if you don't know where you're going guess what that's going to be a long car ride with the bright lights behind you if you know where you're going then hell yeah who cares about the bright lights and regarding the I, I I completely understand. I look back on things and I'm like, oh, whoops. And also, wow, I was with an asshole. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, what a way to ruin Christmas, drunk person. However, I look back on that and say, okay, why, how did I get into that situation? Mm-hmm. Okay, I chose to do that. Is this person someone that means a lot to me? Do I have to see this person every day? Is this person a relationship, even if they are family, that I want to continue? Those are counseling kind of questions. And it's easy for me to just give you years of the counseling I've gone to. But 
I think there is anger there and there's going to be anger with lost time uh-huh. because time is precious and yeah. that's a precious commodity. And especially if you went through life changes, but guess what? That made you who you are. And thank God, because guess what, Red? Now you're with the woman you love. Now you're living a life that is righteous and good and you're doing your best. And I just, I think that we have to remember that we all, Charlie, Charlie get down. Jeez. I'm I'm proud of my life. I don't regret anything because mm-hmm. it's made me who I am today, and I'm going to keep going forward. It's easy to get rumination thoughts, which is like just a swirl of thoughts and going down and like, oh, if only I did this, if only I did this. You know what? This happened. You're here now, and let's move forward. Don't be an asshole. And every time I feel regret, or have like miss a friend or feel like, ah, that was really, I want to just lash out at that person that who knows what they were dealing with during that time. True. Who knows what was going on, how you were perceiving that and what you were giving. Exactly. You chose to be in that relationship for a reason. And so did you, boo. You, Mm -hmm. you chose to be with somebody that was that chaotic Mm -hmm. for a reason. Mm -hmm. And you chose to keep them in your life for that amount of time. So we look back on that and see, I, I think you should look at it like, okay, what's the invitation here? Why am I so mad? Because it's they don't care. The person is probably not thinking about yeah. you. And so why are you watering this emotional plant? Because there's other emotional plants that you could redirect this energy to. Yeah. And so in that moment, you can stop your thought and be like, you know what? I wish her well. And I know I have some anger there and, you know, For now, I'm going to press pause Uh and kind of deflect and think of something different. No, that's a great point. And, uh, yeah, there's anger there when I, like right now, when I choose to think about it and reminisce. (laughs) But I've done a really good job of, like, and not just her. There's other negative things in my past, such as being a police officer for four and a half years and how that ended. Uh, You know, it'd be very easy for me to let that occupy my thoughts and and just that's been 16 years ago now so Mm. but i'm saying and that was not to rehash but if if you guys don't know how that ended no that was a bad (laughs) relationship too go listen to the thick blue line episodes of the boogie monster i explain everything there but uh my point is i've put that in my review i rarely think about that i rarely think about Mm. past uh bad relationships um i'm more concerned and I, I don't know if that's getting older. I don't know if I've gotten wiser or I don't know, I don't know what to attribute that to. But I really uh, don't spend much time thinking about the past. I don't sit around and think about high school girlfriends or, or oh, I, I should have played more college football. or you know. No, I, because it just seems so pointless mm-hmm. other than maybe you could – take something from it in terms of learning from it. But I'm so obsessed with today and tomorrow that I don't have time for yesterday. I get it. And, well, I kind of look at it, too, as if you have regrets, if you were the trash can fire, which I was for many people. And I'm sure, I'm sure that girl is sitting around right now could say the exact same shit about me. Yeah. Although fucking factually incorrect. But I'm sure I, I wasn't perfect. Anger. Right. <laughs> I wasn't perfect. You know, so yes, of course. I've I could have been that for someone else. Who knows? I mean, anyway, 
Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> what? Did you want to? <laughs> and I could be living a totally different life than right now. <laughs> no, our, our appetizers are kicking in there. Oh, yeah, yeah. they are. <clears throat> um, no, I think. <sighs> okay. So in 12-step programs, um, I know that there's an immense. There's a step where you go to people and you say, I'm really sorry. And usually the person that you say sorry to is like, what? I don't even remember that. And so the point is not only to take accountability for your behavior, but also they, the person that you think is focusing on this and being angry at you and they're not. Yeah. And, and I don't know, I think there is something to just looking instead of judging Oh, I, why am I so angry about this? It's like, all right, I'm angry about this, which I have every right to be because I probably haven't really processed a lot of the crap that I went through, you know, and it's a process. Mm-hmm. So instead of beating yourself up and going down that road, just be like, okay, cool. And I, you know, and I always say like, I wish them well. I wish that person well. They were in my life for a season uh-huh. and they were there to show me something and maybe I was there to help them, or maybe I was the trash campfire. Yeah. But in any case, it happened for a reason, and I don't know. There's there's hope in that. Well, and also, Red, it would be easier uh, for you to sit around and dwell on your ex-wife if you were just sitting around alone yeah. all the time now. But it, you've got a new relationship, so and obviously, you know, you you, you say that that's going great. So definitely don't spend any time looking in the rear view if your present is pretty damn good. Do well, you see what I'm saying? Oh, totally. If your current situation still kind of sucked, it would be it'd be harder to forget about mm-hmm. the past. But if your current situation you're you're having fun with it, you're in a great relationship, whatever else is going on in your life, you know, career whatever, if if your current situation, present situation is good, definitely don't burn any calories thinking about your ex-wife. Who gives a shit? Yeah. You know? And I get emotional scar. I mean, trust me, said the girl that complains about her family all the time. But, and I get emotional, like, scars, and I get that anger. But, yeah, if you have the love of your life, the person you chose, and by the way, Red, yay, congratulations that that happened. What a gift. And what a gift that she said yes, and what a gift, or he, you know what I mean? Like, this is just... Your life is a gift. The person you married doesn't define you, your ex. (laughs) They were a part of your story. But that chapter might have been messy and weird, but great. That means you're vulnerable and human because no one is perfect. And if you you focus on the past, that's going to put you in a depressive state. If you focus only on the future, that's anxiety. So being present and just being thankful for where you're at right now I mean that's that's pretty lit. Yeah, yeah, and um, I don't know how to say this, but like I don't. Okay, well, this is both a metaphor and was a literal thing that happened. But you know, my example, I felt like I missed out on all these good times in Athens because I was with this mm-hmm. this fucking train wreck over here. But two Christmases ago, one Christmas, whenever we anyway. Years later, I went back to Athens, Georgia, and spent a wonderful couple days with my boo. 
Yeah, we went, and I know that's just you know a specific no. little thing, but like, so if there's things in your past, whatever his version of Athens, Georgia is, if if possible, you can revisit that. I love, but with that. your new wife, your new relationship, yes. your, the new you, you know, the new perspective that you have, whatever you make know? those memories. Yeah, mine's more simple to accomplish because it's literally a town, and it's like, all right, I'll go. I went back to that town, spent a few days. With my new relationship and the right relationship and the, 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 the new person and the right person. And now I have all those great memories. I yeah. mean, we, we, we went, to the, went to the Georgia game. You surprised me with the Primus tickets. That was oh, so fun. We had a blast. Ate some great food. Um, so, that, you know, that's obviously literal but also metaphorical. But if that's possible to go back and scratch that itch that's still stuck in your crawl but with a new perspective and a you know, new experiences and also yes i i love that and i i also think red like i think okay so your your ex was a trash can fire for sure uh sometimes people just don't mix well it's like ingredients you guys were very specific ingredients i don't know the circumstances i'm sure she is trust me i i know all the trash can fires i used to be one um but I just think looking back on that, instead of judging it and judging your anger, you can share with your partner moving forward, yeah, this really bothered me about my ex, and I don't know why, mm-hmm. and then have a conversation about it. Yeah. She learns, oh, really? That happened? I'm sorry. You open up to your partner about things, because I'm really bad at communicating, and I'll just sit and stare <laughs> if I don't want to bring something up. But when I communicate with you and just say, oh, man, I don't really like this, and here's why, yeah. uh, that I'm not judging what I don't like, but you can share these photographs, these mental photographs that you have, and kind of explore why you're having that bad taste in your mouth. Uh-huh. And share that with your partner, who you love, and who will be so happy to listen and help. And that's that. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's a great question there, Red. And yeah, uh, I think just the <clears throat> the broader answer is just don't spend too much time in the past. Look, you know, worry about today, worry about tomorrow. Uh, not not worry, but you know, focus. And uh, yeah, I, and I've never been a guy who lives in the past, and so many people do it seems and i yeah and i'm not saying that's you know i'm not judging you for doing that reflective but, people yeah you're reflective though i think it's you're very positive boo you're very optimistic and as somebody that struggles to find optimism sometimes in memories or i get anxious about the future i think your reframing of things has really helped me and has helped me like oh okay i don't have to look at this past Thing, it's uh-huh. not a huge dumpster fire. Uh, I made a mistake. I was really unhappy. Uh, I I already tried to apologize. If it didn't work, okay. Yeah. And you move on. Yeah. Yep. Well, all right, Red. Thanks for Thanks, checking in, Red. Bud. And congratulations. Uh, let's see. All right, we should probably land this plane. Landing uh, the plane. Um, anything word of mouth? Anything to plug? What's going on with Boo? Oh gosh. Uh, just my Instagram stories, which. Are just delightful. They're fun. <laughs> I'm at parks a lot. Uh, KT Low Strandberg. That's my Instagram. Right on. Strand like a strand of hair. B E R G. Yay! I got a word of mouth uh, this week. Um, it's not 
it's an odd word of mouth because it's uh, it's about forty five years old. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it was Record Store Day Friday. Uh, oh bl- yeah, Black Friday Record Store Day. Uh, for those not in the vinyl community, uh, <laughs> Record Store Day happens uh, usually about twice a year, once in April, um, and then uh, recently they've been doing a Black Friday version. And it's just uh, it's just an excuse to kind of put focus on. Uh, independent record stores and then uh, a lot of bands and artists will drop special little albums you know that you can't really find anywhere else so they drop them on record store day b-sides and rarities and bootlegs and blah 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 anyway uh willie nelson's classic album redheaded stranger uh man they dropped the uh, the live at Austin, Austin City Limits version. Um, I'm not just we're not turning this into Dave's record room real quick. I, I do have a point, but great album, Willie Nelson, Redheaded Stranger. It, even if you're not into country music, it's um, it's so sparse. Like some people, it, it didn't do well when it first came out back in I think '75. Uh, yeah, I think it was '75 because it was so sparse. It was just basically just him and an acoustic guitar, and then there's some arrangements here and there, but it's just. Uh, the record label thought it was a demo. They were like, oh, this is the finished product? This sounds like a demo. Um, but it, my point is, it kind of sounds like Christmas music. Oh. I, um, I'm sure someone else has coined this phrase, but I, I haven't heard. But I call it uh, cowboy jazz. Huh? It's got this real just soothing... Um, just soothing melodies and just the, the 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 pacing of it's just very calming and relaxing, and it's just it's got some jazz qualities, but it's also got it's Willie Nelson. Um, even though, <laughs> if you, uh, lyrically lyrically <laughs> it's a concept album about a cowboy who murders his cheating wife and her lover. Dear God. Um, so don't <laughs> dwell too much on that. <laughs> Part. But just listen to the Christmas time music. What? But I'm concerned. I'm going to die. If I die, everybody, listen. I, this is it. Play this episode to the police. No, I'm saying it. I, I'm acknowledging me. that it's odd that I'm uh, that I'm plugging this album that this sounds so sweet and pretty when the lyrical content. I mean, it's it's subtle. It's poetry. You have to kind of listen to get it. But it's it's a. The whole album is kind of a, uh, a, a musical opera, if you will, about a, cow- a cowboy who finds out that his wife's cheating and he murders them both. Uh, <laughs> oh, gosh. That's a but, country song, another but one. seriously, uh, like, don't let that scare you away. It is, it's a great, uh, put it this way. It's, <laughs> it's a, a fun romp. If you're not ready to just start getting into Christmas music, you know, this week, you know, <laughs> no. this is a good segue. This is a good jumping off point because it does have, you listen to it and it's got a Christmas feel to it because there's some actual uh, gospel Whoa. hymns. There, there's uh, these little. What, the book of Revelation? They no, say? these weird. The he, horses are coming and these, the fire interludes and he weaves in some gospel hymns and stuff but it's a beautiful record great um and i highly recommend it and it's yes don't put christmas in this record don't don't say it's christmassy okay don't you you listen to it with me i'm saying musically sonically if you weren't paying attention you might think oh is this a christmas album it's got that that traditional that old wholesome traditional (laughs) <laughs> sound to talking it. about a murderer yeah and yeah. infidelity yeah it's cowboy cowboy stuff but yeah and uh just uh. the arrangements and stuff uh very <laughs> just cowboy jazz so i can't recommend it uh, enough uh 
I was I got I was lucky enough. I've had the original album, but I was I'm talking about the um, the live version that I got for Record Store Day. But uh, even if you can't find that, the original version, there's not a lot of difference between that. That album is so sparse that there's not a lot of difference between a live album and the recorded uh, studio album because it's you know. But uh, yeah, check out. <laughs> Willie Nelson's red-headed stranger. Quit looking at me. I'm not. I, you're going to murder me. Oh, man. I think you're doing that thing that cult leaders do mm-hmm. where they start doing the, like, you keep saying, you're going to die a stupid death. You're going to die a stupid death. And so now it's in my head. Boo. And you're going to, what? I don't want you to die. Okay, well. I uh, just think that you will. Sidebar, uh, everybody. No, just because I want to cover up I your death doesn't mean I'm responsible for it, Okay. I feel like watching Gone Girl. Yeah. The Christmas version. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, also, uh, it's probably not interested because it's it's one thing about the gravy boat. I, I'm starting to learn. I put all, I made a new gravy boat. Thanksgiving, yeah, it was Thanksgiving amazing. gravy. And it was, I was proud of it. But I spent all this time. These things take a long time to make. Like I spent a couple weeks on each episode. And then I drop it the day before Thanksgiving. So and then like people listen. Day. People listen to it that day, and then maybe the next day. And then who the hell wants to listen to Thanksgiving shit in December? But in case you do, uh, I mean, not every song is about Thanksgiving, but uh, yeah. So there's a new gravy boat. Just uh, Dave, uh, go to SoundCloud.com and search Dave Stone's Gravy Boat in the first one. Yeah, you and you know, Thanksgiving gravy, cowboy Christmas murder, and yeah. gravy boat after Thanksgiving. Absolutely. Everybody, Absolutely. <laughs> no, but it is a really great show. Boo, <laughs> I love it. All right, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, guys. Okay, thanks. Love you. Bye. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to the Stonebergs podcast. If you enjoyed it, it would mean a lot to us if you could take a few seconds to rate and review it on iTunes. And if you don't listen to it on iTunes but still want to help out, simply tell a friend, as word of mouth is so important. Follow us on Instagram, at the Stonebergs podcast. Follow us on Twitter, at the Stonebergs. And lastly, give us a call 24-7 and leave a voicemail at 562-548-2012. That's 562-548-2012. Thanks for listening.